Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Hello, and welcome to a very special ddrpodcast.com. ddrpodcast.com, Jesus. Uh, anyway, uh, trying something a little different this time around. I am actually live streaming. Uh, if you want to see what's going on, you can go to live.ddrpodcast.com. Um, I think after this one, after this little test stream, I'm going to um, probably uh, actually make announcements on the Facebook page as to when we are live streaming so that everybody can come and watch. This is really just more of a test stream. But uh, anyway, I wanted to talk a little bit about a couple things uh, today. Um, first thing really is uh, this uh, unfortunate condition that a lot of musicians have, uh, and it's called gas. Uh, if you don't know what gas is, you might be thinking it's something uh, very disgusting and it's a bodily function, but uh, it is in fact not that. Uh, what gas actually is, is it just an acronym. It's called Gear Acquisition Syndrome. Uh, and unfortunately, all musicians suffer from Gear Acquisition Syndrome um, to uh, one degree or another. Uh, doesn't matter if you're a singer guitar player, bass player, drummer, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you play the oboe, you have gear acquisition syndrome. Because there is always, always, always uh, new gear out there that uh, we see, we want. Uh, sometimes we need, but most of the time we don't. Uh, a lot of it's just wants. Uh, uh, for instance, uh, there's a company called Positive Grid that recently put up pre-orders for something called the Spark Cab. Now, what this is, is a full-range frequency response speaker, and uh, Positive Grid sells some of these practice amps. Uh, I've actually got one right uh, by the side of my desk here. Um, I would pull it up and grab it, but uh, I don't want to. Anyway, uh, they make these practice amps called the Spark Amps, and they've built this cabinet uh, it's 140 watts, uh, full range frequency response speaker, and you can plug these little practice amps into it and use it for live gigs. Now, uh, when they first announced this, I, again, being a musician, uh, was highly considering getting one because I actually own two uh, Spark uh, practice amps, and I was like, oh man, this would be great for live shows i can use my little spark amp and it'll be great be awesome and um i think now i've decided against it and there's several reasons why because uh one of the things with the spark cab and any really any uh, full range frequency response cabinet um is you can plug anything with a line level output into it meaning uh you can plug in multi effects processors uh, amps if they have a line out uh, and things like that into it. So it's actually pretty versatile and it'll take on, uh, since it's a full range frequency response cabinet, it's, you know, it's the, the speakers are very, essentially very flat sounding. They'll take on the sound of whatever you're plugging into it. So if you've got something that can emulate other speakers, you can run that through there and it'll sound great. 
Um, and I think that's actually one of the reasons that uh, kind of pushed me away from actually buying it at this point is because um, I thought, hey, I can use it with my spark amps, and hey, I could get an effects processor and plug that into it, and I wouldn't even need, like, my boss katana head. I wouldn't even need that anymore. I could just bring the speaker and a pedal board and be fine. And started looking at multi-effects processors, and, you know, those that run anywhere from, like, $300 up to, you know, 1200 and even higher than that. Like, it, it can get ridiculous when it comes to some of this musical equipment. And one of the other things I thought is, you know, Positive Grid sells this little Bluetooth foot switch thing, foot switch thing that you can use with your uh, Spark practice amps to, you know, switch settings and things like that. And I was like, oh, to really use it live, I could get that little Bluetooth foot switch and use that. And so, as you can see, things started quickly adding up in price where, okay, now I'm buying the spark cap. Now I'm buying an effects processor. Now I'm buying the foot switch for my spark amps. So it just kept adding up and adding up and adding up. And so I finally decided, you know what, I'm not going to get this. I'm not in a band right now. I don't need it. And it's just a want, not a need. So I've decided against it. And that's the kind of thing that I think most musicians uh, <laughs> tend to run into whenever new gear is announced and released and everything like that. You know, they always have this new nifty new feature that you can use. It's, again, it's like any other gadget, uh, you know, be it the iPhone, which I'm actually using to live stream right now, or my little, you know, podcast mixer recorder that I got uh, to my right here. And uh, so, again, it just goes on and on and on and on. So you, you, you don't have to be just a musician to have gas, but all musicians have gas. And uh, I think that's just the way it goes. Uh, but, yeah, you can, have, you can really have gas for anything, whether it be, you know, like the latest Apple product or, you know, the latest gaming, you know, graphics card or things like that. So, so gas can apply really to anything. And actually, on that note, one of the other things I wanted to talk about this time around, because this is probably going to be a pretty short show, uh, Apple speaking of, recently announced a new Apple Pencil. Now, everybody thought that they were going to announce new iPads, you know, maybe a new Mac, or, you know, something, something more than what they did, but it was just a new Apple Pencil. There's this USB-C version, which is basically, it looks like their second-gen Apple Pencil, except it's got a USB uh, input on there to plug in and charge and everything, but it functions much the same way. It's got a few features, like it doesn't, uh, has a few features removed, like it doesn't have pressure sensitivity like the first generation or the second generation one. And uh, it doesn't charge when you, you know, you can attach it to your your iPad, but it won't charge that way like the second gen Apple Pencil does. And I've seen a bunch of reviews and reviewers online that talked about this announcement after it happened. And I, I noticed something similar whenever the iPad 10th generation came out because I actually went out and bought two of those, bought one for my girlfriend, one for myself. And I noticed something when that one came out, they, they were basically like, who is this iPad for? It's too expensive to be the low-end option, but it doesn't have the same features as the iPad Air and the iPad Pro. And I think they just really missed who the target market for that iPad was because for me, I was the target market for that. 
I had had an older iPad that I was, you know, I was just, I, I didn't like the form factor anymore. It was functional, but it wasn't getting OS updates anymore. And I was just like, I need to get a new one. And I want one that's got, you know, the more modern interface uh, and the more modern hardware and everything. But I don't need like an iPad Air or uh, an iPad Pro that's way more than I would ever need and way more than I would ever use. Like I just use this as a, kind of a content consumption device. I read news on it. I watch videos. Uh, occasionally play games on it. So I was really the target market for that. And I think that's where they're kind of missing it for this new USB-C Apple Pencil because really that device is targeted for someone who doesn't know if they want to fully get into, you know, drawing or, or things like that or getting getting into doing art on an iPad. It is a low-cost way to get into it without having to spend up to $130 for the second gen and because it may have features that you don't want or even need or again you may not even you may realize you may go out and buy it and realize hey i don't really need this i don't really use it so it's a lot easier to swallow spending 80 dollars on something like that than it is spending 130 dollars for something that you may or may not use so I, again i think I, I think a lot of the tech youtubers or the, the people that review this stuff online for a living i think think for a lot of them they are out of touch with what the typical consumer out there is looking for you know because i i would consider myself to be more of a typical user so it's it's people that are either looking to upgrade or looking to get in getting into using a stylus and i think the new apple pencil is a great way to do that it's only 80 dollars. it's not super expensive it's cheaper than both of the other ones that they have and it gives you you know again the ability to kind of dip your toes into those waters and then if you realize hey you know i really enjoy this i want to get more into this you go out you buy a more expensive ipad you get the more expensive apple pencil to me like again i think they've lost touch i think because a lot of them are like well why not just get a second gen uh, Apple Pencil and have an iPad that can use it, like the iPad Air. And I'm just, again, that may just be more than than what someone needs or even wants to spend. Again, it's, it's to them, money is no object because they see this stuff and get this stuff and review this stuff all the time. So for them, they're, they're making money by, you know, reviewing this stuff. So the financial hit to them is very different for your average consumer. But anyway, um, that is really, I think, all I have to say at this point. But uh, hopefully I'll have another live stream soon. And with that, I think we'll kind of close this out uh, again. Uh, live streams will be on live.ddrpodcast.com if you want to listen to the podcast straight from us that of course is ddrpodcast.com we also have a facebook page so come and see us there otherwise i will talk to you again soon have a good one